Well, hey, gang, welcome back to another exciting episode today, zooming in from the beautiful, thriving metropolis of Grimsby, Ontario. We've got Mr. Tony Digba, who is an experienced real estate investor, with a lot of experience, especially around wholesaling deals, but he's done a few different things, including burrs and assignments, and we're going to have a fun time kind of digging in to what he's focusing on next. So, Tony, great to have you. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much. I'm glad to be on board. Hey, man. So tell me, what got you into this whole wild and wonky, crazy world of real estate investing in the pers- in the first place? Well, it, I started out in the UK back in the days. I remember when I bought my I, first I, house. I was thinking you might have had a little bit of an accent going on there, my friend. So <laughs> is, is, is that where you're from originally? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Originally UK, background, African, so... I've been on four continents, my friend. <laughs> quite the travel, quite the yes, travel. Yes, yes. Well, that is wonderful. Okay, so you got your start in the UK, and that's really interesting, Tony. You're like the the third or fourth person I've interviewed mm-hmm. who got their start in the UK. And there are, from what I understand, some serious differences between real estate investing in England or the UK versus Canada, but tell us a little bit about, you know, what did you do? What were your first couple of deals in the UK like? Well, this was going back, oh, 20 something years ago. Um, my first uh, real estate, I actually stumbled into it. Um, our first house where my wife and I started out uh, was actually a house that that was rented to us by the government and they gave us an opportunity to buy it. Didn't know I was doing, bought mm-hmm. this house in central London, and, uh, you know, when we, our family started to grow, we decided to move out, we rented it, and we bought our own house, which at the time, all my friends were like, are you crazy? This was in the 90s. Interest rates were 7%, nothing like today. So you can imagine, I look at the interest rates today and I laugh. <laughs> <laughs> when you have 7%, it's ouch. Yeah. yeah. Well, especially when you're buying something in London. And oh, it's double ouch. I mean, oh even in the God. 90s, it must have been crazy expensive. It, it wasn't. That was the weirdest thing. It, it it was so, because it was discounted, seriously discounted. I'm not going to lie to you. I bought a house in the 90s in central London, 25,000. And you can imagine, yeah, 25,000 pounds. Right? <laughs> imagine we moved to Canada and I asked my realtor, how much is the house worth? Because I want to buy a place there. Yeah. Uh, when he responded, I fell off my chair. And, and that was when? Uh, we, we moved in uh, 2001. Yeah. So imagine, yeah. fast forward 20 some years and the, the, the prices today. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. I sold the house at 200,000. Yeah. So I walked in here, my wife and I, we bought a dream home. Nice, nice. So you, you got off to a good start in the UK. Yeah. You kind of, Sounds like he kind of got a little bit lucky with it, with appreciation and whatnot. I, I, I got very lucky. I yeah, got very, I got very lucky, and then I lost it all. <laughs> oh, well, that sucks and that's painful. But there's a lesson to be held to be had there. How did that happen, Tony? Well, what happened was when we came to Canada, we live in a dream home. We we got in the bug. We wanted to do real estate investing, and then we paired up with uh, friends of my wife's. And, and then we decided to go out and buy a house. Uh, it was an amazing house. It was, at the time, you know, we talk about 2008 before then, 
a beautiful six bedroom house, imagine koi pool, indoor swimming pool, everything. Going like a mini, a mini mansion, it's sounding like. Oh, it was, it was, it was the most amazing mansion. Nice. Only one problem. It uh-huh. was in the middle of nowhere. Oh, yeah. So first lesson, location, <laughs> location, location. Yeah, well, you know what? That's an, so the the home of your dreams that you and your wife bought in Canada. Where was that? Where where did you settle down first? That was in Mississauga. Okay, Mississauga. So for the folks that that aren't familiar with Canada, that's basically part of Toronto. What's called the GTA. So so Tony and his wife moved into the biggest city in Canada, right on the outskirts near the near the airport. Pretty thriving area. And you're coming from London where you'd lucked out and fluked out and done really, really well with real estate, you know, kind of by chance. Yeah, by chance. Got into a good market with your own home in Mississauga near Toronto and then partner up with some friends and thought, hey, this real estate thing's pretty easy. Let's go buy us something nice. And and this came into your, into your radar. But you didn't have the concept of location, location, location mm-hmm. yet. So what happened there, Tony? So what happened was we bought it, we fixed it up because it needed some some repairs. And then we tried to sell it at a profit. And the market said, no, you're Mm. in the middle of nowhere. And the price you bought it is the price you're selling it for. Yeah. Uh, We did eventually get a buyer. um, And then he came to us with a deal. He said, listen, my money is tied up. Uh, I'm going to move in as a tenant, pay your rent, and at the end of the period, I'll buy the house off you. Kind of a rent-to-own type of a deal. Exactly. Except we got unlucky again because the guy, after the six months he was in, called us and said, hey, listen, I know how much you bought this. I know you need these repairs, and these repairs are needed, and I'm only, only paying you what you paid for the house. Oh, yeah, so you got you got a little bit uh, swindled by your tenant. You got the right term. We yeah. got swindled by a tenant. We tried to get him out. And if you've ever, ever tried to get a tenant out. Especially in Ontario. Yeah, especially in Ontario. It took us three months and then we begged him. And then he begged him and then he bought it? No, no, nope. we, no, 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 no. Yeah. T- three months we took it to tribunal. He turned over the tribunal and he said one thing. They're like, okay, are you ready to move? And he said, look, I don't have representation. And they said, well, you need representation. So our trial date was adjourned and we ended up begging him to leave. Because he was just going to drag it on and on. He would sound like, sounds like a professional tenant. Oh, yes. Oh, Oh, wow. So begging him to leave, did that involve cash for keys? No, we just, no. At, that, at that time, I lived in there for the three months without paying one IOTOR rent. Yeah. So you got lucky getting him out. Yeah, we got By asking yeah, nicely. We, we got, Very we lucky. Got lucky. So then what did, what did you do with that property, Tony? How'd you finally get rid of it? Well, we finally carried it for another six months and then sold it at cost. Oh, yeah. Geez. <laughs> okay. So when you say you lost it all, did you actually lose it all? Or you just lost all the... The renos, the reno money that you put into that, or or did that deal drag you right down? It only dragged me right down. I lost, I lost every bit of penny that we put in and more. Yeah. Yeah. 
Holy smokes. Okay. Well, that would have scared a lot of people off of the whole idea of real estate investing. Obviously, we're having this conversation now 20 years later. It didn't scare you away. So what did you start doing after that, Tony? Well, for, for a while, three years, we had nothing. And then um, my daughter, she just finished university there. She's like, Dad, I'm looking for somewhere to, to live. And we're like, well, you can't just go and pay someone else rent. We would go in together with you, uh, buy a place, and then you can live there as both landlord and tenant. Ah, so a student rental type thing. Was she well, going to share? Actually, yes, no. So it was because she had finished university. So downtown in Toronto at the time, uh, they were building lots of condos. Yeah. And again, I can say we got lucky. We were looking at all these new built condos. There's a two bedroom condo that we bought together with her. And uh, she rented, she stayed in one room and we rented the other room out. Ah, uh, house hacking type thing. Yeah. You might call that now. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, it helped her get onto the market. It, melt, it, it helped us start investing again. Mm -hmm. And um, three years later, she wanted to move on. And lo and behold, the condo market had doubled. Wow. It had, like, it, well, so, it's, so it's lucky, lucky, very unlucky. Take a pause. Lucky again. Lucky again. <laughs> All right. Very good. Yeah. Yes. And I think, yeah, after that, we had realized the formula. You realized, I'm sorry, what? We had realized what we call the formula. The formula. You know, okay. Which is the location and the fact that real estate values do go up in price in the right market in the right market i'm going to underline that that's that's very very important yes so it's sticking around the gta within canada that's definitely one of the right markets that's for sure oh yeah awesome. i can tell my u.s story too <laughs> i got lots of stories <laughs> well we don't have lots of time so so what does real estate look like for you now tony what are you focusing on what do you do primarily uh, so right now I'm doing uh, two things. Um, we we bought a couple of properties uh, before and around the pandemic. Mm -hmm. uh, some of them we're selling now. Some of them we're renting. I'm also doing a couple uh, of couple of uh, uh, fixers, and I'm going to flip. Okay, very good. So what does your portfolio look like right now? How many properties do you have? Where are they? And are they they fixer-uppers or you got how many you got rented out rented out, that sort of thing? I've got uh six properties. Um four of them are rentals. Um single one, family home rentals. Uh yes. Yeah, okay. Yes. Uh one of them I'm going to fix repair and Put back on the market just because of what's happening with interest rates um it's very difficult to to break even i i try to make sure that all my properties break even yeah Liz, so are they in ontario these properties yes they're, okay. they're all in yeah they're all in ontario gta and the golden horseshoe yeah very difficult to make things cash flow single single family home wise almost anywhere in canada but extra especially uh, around the GTA, yes. that's for sure. Uh, unless you bought at a low, low price. Of course. Yeah, years yeah. ago. Exactly. Yeah, years ago. yeah. Yeah. Very cool. So you got one that you're going to kind of turn around and flip it, get yeah. rid of that one, sell that one. And Are then you... there's one I'm living in uh -huh. that I'm going to be moving from in December. Uh, and, and that's an interesting story. It's another story. 
I'm moving mm-hmm. to my neighbor's house. <laughs> I got lots of stories, my friend. <laughs> well, it sounds like you're a pretty creative kind of guy. So what are you, so you've done a number of single family homes. Yes. You were, you know, fortunate with some of these that you bought them at the right price so that even with increasing interest rates, you're not going negative on those. Mm-hmm. But it also sounds like you you want to keep doing more real estate. So, so what are you planning on doing more of moving ahead, Tony? So moving ahead, um, and this is looking at the market today. I, I, I sat down and I did a, a 10-year plan, uh, actually quite, quite detailed in my planning. And the next couple of years, uh, I'm looking at properties that have equity in them where uh, the owners need to, for whatever reason, uh, get rid of them today at a market value that's lower than that equity. So I could take them, I could renovate them, put them on the market and, and sell them. So you want to do some flips is what you want to yes, do. Yes, I, I, I want to do some flips. Okay, so that's what you want to do over the, the next, next year or two? two? Yeah, for the next two, three years. Well, okay, then, so if you don't mind sharing, yeah. yes, this is interesting because you're one of the few people that I've spoken to that has actually sat down mm. and and planned out a 10 year plan. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if, if you're comfortable sharing, mm. what does that kind of look like that 10 year plan, just big picture wise, Tony? So big picture wise, um, when I look at the, the, the macro and without getting too technical, um, I look at what's impacting the market and it's in Canada, it's the interest rate, uh, suppose could say the war, the economics, and I feel that in the next three to five years, that would then calm down and then the market will start to move. I, I don't see much movement uh, till to that time, right? And at that point in time, anything that's, that's all, I think this is a perfect story. Anything you pick up now is going to give you great value from five years on. But you've okay. got to have the guts to pick because you're picking things up what I see as a discount to the market. Yeah. However, my one motto is not to sit down on negative equity, which is why I'm focusing on picking up items, flipping them because I have enough already in my portfolio. And in the three-year three year market, then start focusing on putting stuff in that I should start seeing the public equity because interest rates then start settle down to a reasonable level. I can make positive on the rents. Okay, so let me see if I understand what what you've just explained there. So bottom line is for the next few years, you want to do flips. Yes. Because you're looking to stay active in the real estate market, but you don't want to be going negative with cash flow. Yes. And you want to be creating chunks of equity over time yes so that you're poised properly for three to four years down the road when you foresee interest rates coming down and being able to get into properties that will cash flow or at least won't go go negative so they'll at least be breaking even yes. and in the meantime you're holding on to your existing portfolio of five or six properties hmm. and over the next three four five years, Mortgages, are, they're, they're still breaking even. Mortgages are getting paid down. And then you're poised for the longer term, 10 years down the road, 
where you see things really kicking up, uh, building up steam ad- again, where your current portfolio is going mm-hmm. to be worth a heck of a lot. Mm-hmm. And the properties that you buy three or four years down the road mm-hmm. will also be have increased significantly in, in value. Is that what I'm understanding? Yes, because around the seven-year mark, I, I need to be able to have the equity to build. Okay, so what That's are you planning on building seven years down the road? I, I, I plan on building um, a house more at the higher level. Yeah. Um, you get a plot of land that I'm able to build two houses or maybe four. Mm-hmm. And then... And then I'm ta- I'm, I take that, sell those ones off, maybe move into one. Mm-hmm. That's an easy strategy, saves taxes. Yeah. And then and then build build equity from there. But you need money to do that. Exactly. All right. So are you looking at, at real estate as you know a way of generating income in the future or just a way of really primarily generating capital to to buy your own really nice home in the future and and you've got your your retirement kind of taken care of elsewhere no my my retirement portfolio is mainly real estate okay my wife my wife she's got a good job she's got good money income coming in when she retires from from there but mine primarily is is the real estate portfolio. Got it. All right. So basically, if I understand correctly, you guys will be okay with your wife's income from her retirement, whatever that's going to look like. Yes. And your job is that you're here to create the wealth, the net worth. Yes. For that time yes. frame. Exactly. Am I understand to fund okay. her lifestyle. then she let you hang around with (laughs) nice smart man (laughs) i love it well i love the fact that you've got a very detailed plan tony and you know nobody's got the crystal ball nobody knows exactly what the hell is going to happen three years five years ten years down the road but i tell you what Hmm. the fact that you've got a plan sets you apart from 95% 95% of the rest of everybody else who doesn't have a plan, who's kind of winging it. And even if things change, it's a lot easier to kind of modify your plan than to start from scratch. Would you agree? Yeah. My, so I'm not going to take the credit for this. Uh, the plan is something that I read from something called the Solomon, the, 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 the Solomon strategy, which is it's based on, uh, if you go to biblical, uh, you know, uh, I say Solomon's Joseph's strategy, right? Mm-hmm. When Joseph in the Bible, uh, the story about what he did when he spoke to Pharaoh about his dream and said, listen, let's develop a plan because you're going to have a disaster coming. It was a 14-year plan in his case, and it's very comprehensive where he said, this is exactly what we're going to do to get through this period. And that's what my planning is, is based on. If it worked 3,000 years ago, I think it can work today. I think it might. I think there's some wisdom in there. Yeah, exactly. Very, very smart. So, Tony, what do you see some of the the, the challenges being moving ahead? Any any hiccups that you foresee or any, any challenges that you're having right now? Biggest challenge is money. Finding the money of how to get very creative on 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 some of my my deals in order to 
get the funding uh, to to carry the next. So what do you what do you mean by that? What do you, what do you mean? Find, I mean, because everybody talks about finding the money, but are you talking about finding the money for down payments to buy these flip houses? Finding the money to do uh, renovations? Uh, what what kind of money? Finding the money, bank financing to purchase these? What 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 money are you referring to? So I'll give you an example. I I had a property that uh, I, I'm I'm about to close. Yeah. And at the same time, I had a property that's on the market. So my mind, my money is tied up in the market. I got a, a property that I got to close that typically when I go to the bank, they want 20% down. Yeah. Well, I don't have 20% down. It's in this other house. And so I went to my mortgage broker and I said, make this deal happen. And he went to private finance and uh, they, put, they put a lien on three of my houses in yeah. order to in order to make this deal happen at a hundred percent at a hundred percent so no money or a hundred percent of the purchase price of the yes. of the property yes plus renovations uh i have the renovation money you've got that the money set aside for renovations you're okay yeah. for that okay so you're going in a hundred percent so that means that tip tends to be kind of expensive money what what kind of oh, interest yeah. rate what 11 12 percent 11 plus points uh yeah so you have to pay like a fee on top of that to yeah that's including the fee including the fee it was nine plus points nine points something plus points plus points all right yeah. very good and is it interest only monthly payments or balloon it, payment it, at it, the end or it, how's inter it? interest only and they baked in uh three months payments into the into the um into the deal. Sorry, so what does that mean? It, it, what it means is we, they've calculated the interest for the next three months because I told you, I said, listen, I'm going to take it, I'm going to renovate it and sell it in the next ah, three months. Okay. So they've put all that in to the- Okay, so you don't have to actually pay anything month to month until the until three months? Yes. And then it, then it and you're hoping by that time to have it completely renovated and be able to sell it, correct? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah. just hoping- um, Based on uh, um, uh, based on calculations that we've done, based on uh, comparables in the area. Yeah. So I, I try and be after my after my initial research, I try and be very scientific mm -hmm. and number driven around the decisions I make. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. Well, you definitely might want to start thinking about in addition to having that lined up, which is good, mm -hmm. having the the hard money lenders lined up. Maybe have you ever looked at getting your own private money lenders, uh, private individuals? Oh yes, I oh yes I have. But I it, it's funny I had a conversation with a friend about it, and it's like, well, how'd you get started? I'm like, I have no clue. <laughs> uh, I I have no clue. That that definitely is where I want to go because when I look about the the last deal I did, I had to pay four percent to the brokers. Well, exactly. I know. Yeah, because because like, yeah. the brokers got to. Yeah, I mean, if if you can find your own your own private money, private, yeah. you become the broker, right? That's exactly. the beautiful thing. That's exactly it, it. Can save you a significant amount, especially if you're um, looking to do a number of these. So, what are, what are your kind of goals uh, as far as how many flips you want to do per year over the next few years until you start buying and holding? So, the, again, I work on formulas. Um, 
Um, my other work is I'm doing it serially at the moment because of resources. So I want to do one. And everyone is three, four months, maybe yeah. a little bit of overlap. So I'm looking to do four a year. Yeah. You know. And uh, the generally speaking, the capital required to do one of these kind of deals is how much, Tony? Uh, it's about a hundred k. So I'm looking in. I'm looking at properties at about the half a million range. So you need, and you want, you need to go in all cash on these deals. No, no, no. Well, same, same thing. Uh, typically, uh, uh, depends on the deal and depends on how much money there is left on the table. Okay. Right? So th then, the, so the deal that you've currently got. Mm. How much money did you have to borrow from the, the, the mortgage broker and his sources for this deal? A hundred percent. So how much? So it was uh, five, 500 and change. Okay, about so $500,000. Yeah, 500, but moving ahead, you're saying that you could probably do it with $100,000 cash and, and the rest would be financed by... Yeah, so if I have to, if I have to do... A twenty percent down, yeah. Because typically that deal, I would have had to done twenty percent down, which would be a hundred k. So I'm looking at deals that in that price range, six hundred k, and it could be with a, a renovation budget of again up to a hundred k. I try to actually stay in the fifty k uh, budget because otherwise I don't think there'll be that much left on the table. Right. So you probably need about two to 250 cash between down payments and renovation costs per deal. Is that what yes. I'm understanding? Yes. Yeah. And you're looking for less expensive ways to access that versus going to mortgage brokers and, and having them oh, yes. source it. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, there's there's definitely ways to do that, Tony. And and here's the beautiful thing. You are you're actually perfectly poised for this, mm. believe it or not. Mm. Uh because one way or the other, you've been in the real estate game for like three over three decades now. Yeah. I mean, if you if you count the London experiences and, yeah, and everything yeah. like that, yeah. Um, so you've you've got a long history and you've got a a good solid track record to show people. It's a matter of how do you access people with the funds to to loan you this money as as private individuals instead of hard yes. money lenders, which I guess that's what I would classify a mortgage broker as. So yep. yeah, that's, that's the next step in your journey, my friend. And I think that'll save you a ton of money. Plus it will give, uh, give some other folks who, who might, may not have had the chance to participate in a real estate deal, mm. a really good opportunity to partner up with somebody smart like you, that's got the experience mm. and get the benefits without the risks sort of thing. So and and without having to encumber three of your other properties with liens on them, right? I so that's know. that's the other side of the coin that yeah, that, yeah, that's that, a youch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But anyhow, you know what? I love the fact that you've got this plan, this biblical biblical plan to real estate success. That's going to be the title of this episode, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> and and I can't wait to hear how things go and how the, how the plan kind of changes and morphs over time. But Tony, I, I really appreciate you being on the show. And if people want to connect with you, what's the best way for them to, you know, connect with and, and find Mr. Tony Digba? 
Yeah, so my email address is very simple. It's my uh, initial last name, adigba at hotmail.com. Uh, actually, I'm one of these people who read my junk mail, and that's how I got it. <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying my email ended up in your junk mail, Tony? Oh, my goodness. Well, I'm glad you're one of those people that reads your junk mail. That's, that's fantastic. All right, Tony. Well, thanks again for being on the show. And everybody, thanks for tuning in. All right. Thank you very much, Dave.